Welcome to the Weekend Warriors Podcast, where three small-town guys bring you candid and unorthodox conversations about life's most intriguing topics. From bodybuilding and fitness, to politics and religion, and everything in between, we're your hosts, Kobe, Connor, Dom, and we're here to challenge the status quo, break down barriers, and dive deep into the subjects that matter the most. So buckle up, because you're in for a wild ride with us on the Weekend Warriors Podcast. Well, speaking of religion, do you know there's a whole religion dedicated to Goku? Sign up. Where do I sign up? Well, on guy, I swear it's a whole it's a whole Reddit thread. They like pray and everything. That's crazy. Of course, it's on Reddit, bro. Of course, that makes so much sense. Well, the head priest is probably Garrett. <laughs> bro, I figured the head. They'd at least ask me to like join, say something to me about it. Bro, he probably doesn't want to have to put you through the initiation. You've got to survive 100 imaginary Kamehamehas. Considering what happened, whatever Garrett did hey, is... Never mind, I'm not going to get into that. Anyways, hold on. Hold on. Hey, We're live. We're live. We're live, babies. Babies. Hey, basically, we just got done praying to Goku. Okay. They heard us. They heard us. Dominic so. done the chant. Toby spread the freaking... Uh, what's it called? Essence. We pretty much shared our energy with Goku. Yes, we developed us what you would call a spirit bomb. <laughs> it sounds so. It sounds. I don't know why, but that sounds threatening. There's something, something about the way you said that. You know, just imagine, but this is how the war, oh, the war ends, right, bro? Okay, so Israel Palestine. It's like last days. Is it coming to an end? All of a sudden, they just see Goku teleport above. Above the Gaza Strip, he's just holding a massive blue ball the size of the fucking moon. Bro, not even he's that. Like, Out of nowhere, a massive blue ball just comes, it just forms in the sky slowly. Like over days, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger, and you just can like kind of see this the energy going towards it. Like you're like they're like, what is what's going on up there? They're like aliens invading or whatever, bro. You know all the alien shit that's going on recently. That's what's happening. Everyone's sharing exactly. their energy with Goku over at over yeah. in the Middle East. When they said aliens, they didn't know what kind of aliens they meant. Turns out it was Saiyans. Yep. Goku's up there making a spirit bomb. He's just going to nuke, <laughs> nuke both Israel and Palestine and <laughs> say, fuck it, we're done with this. Damn, we're getting canceled we, for that. We're getting canceled for that. Well, we might. <laughs> I think <laughs> we, we might, might actually like, get canceled for that. We do not side with either side. We side with Goku. Always. All praise to the one most high, Goku. Absolutely. So, Dom, I have a question. What's your What's your long drive playlist like? Oh, it's always Mick. It's always Hold on, playlist. Alvarez. Give a rundown to the listeners of uh, why you've been driving so far. Oh, I just got drove this weekend. That's it. Okay. This This is yeah. I got drove. I got moved because you know your boy got promoted, and now I'm in Hattiesburg. Well, not Hattiesburg, Poplarville. So, yeah. I'm over here trying to fix the economy. Yeah. Anyways, um, Sergeant Tio Diaz. 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 Alvarez. My bad. He thinks I'm right. Wrong like, one. Wrong one. Look at Rafael. That's that's low key racist. Anyways, <laughs> um, bro, how was? Never mind. At first, okay. At first, it would literally be like, I, as soon as I left home, I played some bad button. You already know. And then it went to rap. No, wait, that's a lie. It went from Bad Bunny to, to Yvonne. Gunner already knows. 
Okay, okay. How long is it? The drive to Hattiesburg is like almost four hours, right? Yeah, no, it, it is. It's only yeah, four yeah, hours. Okay, okay, okay. It's like closer to five. That's where I competed at in that uh, powerlifting competition was Hattiesburg. Yeah. It's like, it's like four hours and 30 minutes. Bro, Hattiesburg is ghetto as fuck. Hey, bro. Yeah, anyway, anywhere in the Delta. I'm over here at a day's end. I'm kind of scared. Bro, I'll be scared. I hope you got the Got that Glock on you or something. Dude, I would rather go to the middle of freaking Bill Street with, like, a stack of hundreds in my back pocket, visible to everybody, than go to Greenville by myself. Greenville, Mississippi is the worst place on earth, I swear to God. I would rather go to the Middle East. Right now. Honestly, I'd rather go go be a freedom fighter in the war. (laughs) Damn. Then go to Greenville, Mississippi. Bro, crazy thing about Greenville... That's where Kermit the Frog was invented. That's where Jim Henson's from. Greenville, Mississippi. That's crazy. Wow, we played state. That's where we played state at was Greenville. It was horrible. Dominic. So yeah. so your entire drive up there, you listen to songs? Like that's all you do is just listen to music? Yeah. For four hours straight, so, you listen to music. Yeah, I mean it just depends. I'll be singing and then like at the end I'll be I'll be just one of the screens. So I just play some Christian music. I'll be like, do you be vibing the whole time, or? Yes, dude. Yeah, I you gotta balance it out. I have. I'm so short, so I have my legs propped up against the dash. Oh. I just we're like crisscross applesauce, like while I was on like cruise, going eighty. So basically, if you get into a wreck, you are a pretzel. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're gonna be yeah. sucking your own dick. <laughs> yeah. yeah. His, his leg is going to beat through his lungs. Yeah. That's, that's, that's actually what I thought of when, when I was driving. I was like, if I get in the wreck right now, literally my knee literally <laughs> goes to my yeah. shoulder right now. <laughs> yes. There's no chance you're surviving. Like, my knee will go to my shoulder right now. So it's just the way um, you could have listened to the You could have listened to the whole episode of Dwayne Dwayne Johnson on JRE. Dude, I got to listen to it still. What's that? Dude, it's so good. Gunner, so when you're on, when you're like, on, when, hold on, when you're on road trips, dude, do you sounds low key conservative in the episode. When you're on road trips, Gunner, do you listen to like when you're driving to Memphis and back? Are you listening to music? He's, he's doing the podcast and half. Okay, days you're not doing the podcast. Well, usually, yeah, sometimes I'm doing the podcast, but usually, <laughs> usually going to work in the morning is is, is like educational content. So it's like either audio book or it's a podcast. So like yesterday morning was David Goggins, You Can't Hurt Me, which I've been listening to. Really good book. And then this morning I listened to the rock podcast. I haven't finished it yet. But on the way home when it's dark, it's a little chilly and I feel the vibes, it's always music. Okay. And throughout the the day, like if I'm just driving from job to job, it's it's music. But in the morning, like as soon as I wake up and get in the shower, I, I usually turn a podcast or something on. I just listen to it till I get to work. Okay. So I have like three hours ish of like education, uh, what I like to call educational content, and then the rest of it's usually music. But now, if it's like a podcast I'm super interested in or something, then I'll I'll, I'll just listen to it on the way home too. Okay. But yeah, and then Saturdays, I when I'm not working at all, usually just YouTube. And probably don't listen to music or podcast. So what do you Saturday listen to? Saturday has turned what into is, chill day. What's your playlist? What do I listen to? Yeah, what's your playlist on long long road trips? Oh, uh, lots of Drake. 
Kanye, Lil Wayne. Basically, you know, the like everybody's popular. J. Cole. Like but if I had to pick some like as soon as I wake up, the first song I or not as soon as I wake up, but like as soon as I start driving, the first song I usually play is matter of fact I bet it's pulled up. I gotta get hyped. So like usually I'll play something like from from uh, Travis Scott's rodeo, so I'll play something like thirty five hundred. Okay. Or I thought you were gonna say time flies. Dude, I, I listen to that song still to this day. <laughs> I haven't heard it in a long time. I love that song. Dude, that's like the, the song that introduced me to Drake. Because I never listened to Drake until I started hanging out with y'all. And then the first song was Time Flies in that 2020 era. Oh, yeah. It, just, it, it brings back memories, man. Every time I hear that song, I'm like, damn, that was a good time. Well, that's time to be alive. A time to be alive. And we show was living, I'll tell you that. Play that shit at my funeral. Crazy shit. But who was doing crazy? I was routing and uh, cigarettes. Yeah, cigarettes. Cigarettes. Still got that video, anyways. But what? (laughs) Video. That's a good video. I need to send in the group chat. Dominic, you don't listen to podcasts. Yeah, I I do. What do you listen to? What do you listen to? I didn't know you did. Uh, well, it's mostly like Christian podcasts, though, so... Joel Osteen? <laughs> Joel <No>. Osteen? Does <laughs> no. he have a podcast? He probably does, right? Well, he probably does. Well, I'm sure he's... It probably costs $5 a month, too. <laughs> I would assume he's capitalized on that. Like, he's not missing out on the money from that. If you go to his website, I think it's like, if you donate $10, he'll pray for you or something. He's like, if you want to answer prayer, it's like, so you have to pay for it to be answered? <laughs> Yo, That's crazy. Okay. so you you saying that brought up a question that I wanted to ask Alvarez for a while. Oh no! How do you how do you feel about Joel? Osteen? Oh yes, yo, I don't know, who, I don't even know who that is, honestly. Good. Uh, Alvarez is Catholic. Catholic. Olsen yeah. is very non-denominational. Yeah, but still, I don't I still like know, him. I still know a good bit of. Actually, yeah, I don't know about any. He's like a, he's a famous a famous preacher, like basically. Right, he's he's like the. I'm back when, back when preaching was on NBC every Sunday morning, he was the pastor of NBC. That's what made him famous. But he charges for everything. He charges to come to church. Like if you go to his church, it's not like tithe is optional. It's like a gym membership. You're gonna pay to go to church with him. Yeah, I've never seen him. You got to pay for him to pray for you. All his donations go straight to him. They don't go to like. He's so corrupt. He has like three private jets. He is like Lamborghini, like everything, dude. <clears throat> he has six million members at his church. Six million. He, he has a church in Texas, right? Like his church is in Texas. Austin. Yeah, it's in Austin. That's what's it called? He has, I guess he, ha- I think he has like 6,000 like at you know, church like, at the church members, and then his uh, like you're if you like sign up to his website or whatever, you're considered a member. So think about it. he's got six million people donating to him. Donate. That's absurd. Monthly, monthly. Like he 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 has it, private jets and shit. Like he has a lot of private jets in his own airport and all that. Yeah, his net worth is yeah. over fifty million. Dude. He's cutting for the rich to ever do this. Gunna is gunning. Oh, no. 
This was all learning. Oh my god. That <laughs> the fact we live this in the podcast Bad. is a crime. Yeah. <laughs> okay, repeat what, what you just said. My thing. Repeat what you just said, Gunner. I said I said I hope he's helped people regardless <laughs> of all that. Like I hope people find out from him. Uh I hope people find Damn some you, highway twenty five. <laughs> <laughs> no, do y'all remember back in like 20, was it the same year that big snowstorm hit here when everybody was kind of out for a whole week? Y'all remember that? Yeah, I was out of school forever. Now, didn't didn't that, Bro, that snowstorm, whole snowstorm knock out a bunch of power in Texas? Yes, and horribly. Housing? Worse, that's where, Texas is where that horrible, like, mass crash happened because they kept sliding into each other yeah 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 or like a, a okay well while gunner's coming what? out why why did you leave the, the clash of clans clan hombre hold on i'll, I'll get into that later <laughs> no but the Tom, reason, i, I have brought, a question hold on gunner the reason i brought that up no, is to say me. to say that uh because we we're talking about joe no, the reason I brought that up about the whole uh, snowstorm knocking out power and leaving people homeless and shit is because Joel East Osteen oh, has yeah. this massive church that he just like would not allow these homeless people to live in so they'd survive. And there were, I'm sure there were thousands or hundreds of people that died over there whenever he could have kind of let them come into their church for, you know, some, some warmth. So that's. That's kind of it, 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 damn. <laughs> damn. This is so funny, bro. Am I still cutting out? You're, you're, you're like crazy. You're, you're okay right now, but that doesn't mean you will be in five Joel seconds. Joel Olstein, damn it. <laughs> bro, this is Joel Olstein. He's trying to stop me from speaking truth. Yeah, I was gonna Joel say, Osteen, yeah, yeah, I was gonna say it's him, like just stopping to say the truth, bro. Hijacking my phone. It probably is. It's the it's the left agenda trying to keep me silent. Oh, you, you think he's part of the left agenda? I bet he is. Joe Osteen? Yeah. <laughs> I think he left. has his own agenda. Oh yeah, definitely. Make as I much think, money I think as he's possible. He's on his own stick there. Dude, he was the first pastor to be like and again i'm not against this do whatever you want with your life don't care anyway he was like the first mega pastor to like openly have a gay like do a gay wedding and marry two men and that kind of sealed him over to that that side oh, okay. again i don't care if you're gay be gay don't matter to me but a fact is a fact he did do that fact is a fact he did that first him and home depot first two home depot but yeah, Home Depot hosted like one of the first gay weddings in some state. I don't even remember. That's crazy. Anyway, that's, I still love Home wow. Depot. So, so does the Mexicans. I'm free and love Home Depot. But, but that's, I know that's, that's where given. I go get my cheap workers from. That's a given, Dominic. Yeah. I'm like 25, and they say, see? I'm like, hop in. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, so what were you asking me earlier, Alvarez? Why'd you leave the class? Clan, bro. Because y'all don't donate troops to me, bro. 
You didn't even ask. Yes, I did. He did. He did in the group chat. I witnessed it. I showed it. I know, but I was going to. I was. Bro, it was 24 hours later, and you still didn't. I was like, you know what? I'm leaving this damn clan. You know, so got what I wanna... anyone... Did you ever post the, the question thing? Hold on. The... Uh, yes, I did. Okay, what did you say? Uh... All right, so we got one question. Okay. Well, not really a question, but it's a topic. Oh, my God. There's something we've already covered. Does the anabolic window truly exist? No. Hey, Kobe. No. Is it beneficial? Maybe. Does it exist? No. No, you should definitely try to, but it's not going to, it shouldn't hinder your gains one way or another. It's not going to hurt you, but it's also not going to, like, benefit you more to slam a protein shake as soon as you leave the gym. The only guarantee in working out and fitness and bodybuilding or anything like that is being consistent. Like, no matter what you're doing, no matter how you train, you got to be consistent. That's why Dominic over here lost his legs in about six months. Huh! That man, that man lost about five inches on his legs. Yeah, honestly, same. You lose that consistency. To, if you're not going to the gym. Heavy squatting. I mean, Kobe knows because Kobe, Kobe's the one who really pointed it out. My legs used to be way bigger. When I was squatting like 300 plus pounds, like twice a week. Bro, I haven't I gotta seen, get back to heavy squatting. I haven't seen you in, I haven't seen you in so long. Well, not you, but yeah. like your physique in so long. You're gonna I don't really now. show it anymore. No, I'm not. I'm really not. I mean, I'm about the same size as I was a while ago. I haven't been pushing myself super hard. Like, I've been consistent, but I don't go in the gym because it's so late when I go. I'm not like, oh, I want to get under 315 pounds for three today. I feel you. I'm like, I want to get in here and get out. Still don't go for no 30 minutes, Dom. I don't, I don't either. Uh, <laughs> yes, you definitely do. No, I know. You definitely do. I've I've witnessed plenty of your workouts that are thirty. And if hey, anybody that has thirty minute workouts, fun, cool, whatever. Tom gets in there. He's like, oh, I'm pumping my muscles up, and then he has a has a memory about a certain female whose name starts with J, and he's like, oh, <laughs> J, and ends with Aki. <laughs> All right, chill out. <laughs> No, but for real, bro. Like fifteen more minutes just to like, just to have some failure sets, not for a damn pump, bro. I, I don't I don't go to I don't go to the gym just for a pump. <laughs> my I favorite mean... sets, my favorite sets I've added in my workout. Whatever major body like muscle group I'm working at the very end of the workout, I'm starting adding like not really pump up sets, but sets to a failure. So like, say I'm working back. I'll hop on the assisted pull-up machine and crank out like fifty. Yeah. Or if I'm working, or if I'm if I'm working chest, I'll go bench just the bar till failure. Bro, is that assisted so, push pull-up machine not like elite? I love the assisted pull-up machine. I used to make fun of it. I love it now. It's kind of like the Smith machine. Bro, I was about I to say to it's the same exact thing with the Smith machine. No, I love it. I love the Smith machine. And it used to it's be like. Really, uh, like Dude, gym culture has changed so much, and honestly, probably in a good way. I feel like every piece of equipment is useful. Some of it could be built better and engineered better, but otherwise, everything in there is useful. Heck yeah. And at this point, I don't think anybody's going to get judged for using any piece of equipment. 
Whereas used to, if you was caught on the Smith machine, it was like, Grr. But you'll still have people every now and then be like, laugh at you if you're on the Smith machine. But the thing is, if you know how to use the Smith machine in the right way, like yep. you can get better workouts yeah. on that than you can on free weights. Yeah, it's like whatever, bro. Miss out on optimal games if you want to. Yeah, yep. hey, that's their choice. They have the freedom of that Dude, choice. I, my favorite chest workout to the, still to this day is Incline Smith with a band on it. I freaking love that exercise. Incline Smith with like a 20-pound band. Not a whole lot to take away from the weight, but just enough to help you get it off your chest. Dude, banded workouts I haven't done in so long. I still do them to this day. I love them. Banded, the only, well, I say I do them, but the only two I do is banded hack squat and banded Smith. It's the only two I put bands on. Bro, I haven't done the hack squat up in Fitness Factor in a long time. That, that's Dude, crazy. You know what's, what that's is crazy, crazy is movie. whenever I was working out at Crunch, I never could get used to the hack squat because the one at Fitness Factory, the Cybex, is yep. like the best. Is it? it really is the best. To, to me, yes. Okay. Now, all the other, I mean, it's not, it's no pendulum squat and nothing against fitness factory that's not the best pendulum squat i've ever felt it's a it's but a weird one that cybex high squats i mean it is Dude, that i know we call a lot of stuff oh this will humble you but that pendulum squat yep at fitness factory will humble the piss out of you like I, I, I think I use two twenty two twenty fives or maybe two forty fives at most on that thing. If you're someone that's squatting so like three maybe plates, five to eight, right? yeah. If you're someone squatting three plates like a regular barbell back squat, and then you've never done that pendulum squat, if you go to that pendulum squat at Fitness Factory, you're may bro, you're maybe doing fifty pounds, if that, if that. It, like you, you almost have to put a counterweight just to make it functional, <laughs> like. I feel like I'm training my whole body trying to stand up with that freaking pendulum squat. Right, Man, maybe that's a good thing. I will say this too. But about that the new squat. that new chest supported row. Freaking love that thing too. Brother Pen oh. Okay, so two things. The pendulum squat, um, I notice it activates my glutes a lot more. Like more than any squat I can do. Yeah. More than even like a hip thrust does. It's weird how much it activates my glutes. But bro, that uh that new rowing machine, my, the black one. Yeah, that that might that one and the and the red machine that uh, Chris added a few months ago. The those chest, might, dude, yeah. yeah, those might be the two the two best uh, pieces of equipment he's, he's put in the gym. Honestly, dude, that the squats and lunges on that red machine are amazing. Hell yeah! Now I've I haven't flipped the flip the weights over yet and done the shoulder press which you can do i just haven't figured it out yet i'm sure it's good that shoulder press would be if you're standing i guess it'd be viking press but i'm sure it's fine but doing even rdls on that machine are pretty good yeah as good as a bar i do rdls on that machine every saturday every saturday i do rdls to failure yeah if so like i can't i'm so tall my arms are so long i can't get a good deep stretch like I want, but it's good yeah. enough to have a great set of RDLs. Like, it's not bad. It's just not as good for me to have, like, a bar. Yeah. Because when I do R when I do RDLs, I don't use 45s. I, I just stack 25s so I can have a better stretch. Yeah, your arms and legs are definitely a little longer than mine. You're a little taller. So I can kind of hit it better in my uh, hamstrings. Bro, the stretch on the hamstrings and, like, 
Something about the weight being at your side and not in front of you like a barbell. Also it's almost like it, a trap like a trap bar. Yeah, yeah, it kinda reminds me of a trap bar. Except you're not trapped in the bar. Which I like. Right, that might be one thing. I wonder if I should bring that back in one day. Like do like have an eight week cycle of some trap bar deads. Trap bar deads. Man, that's they're not near they're not near as hard on you as regular deads are, especially on your lower back. Because they're good. mostly glutes and ham like glutes and quads. But you know the last time I did trap bar deadlifts? Probably when Probably I when I first started working out. Two or three years ago, yeah. When I used to wear two gloves in the gym. Dude, you did used to wear gloves. <laughs> I used to wear gloves in the gym. That's I was crazy. That guy. Gloves. Honestly, uh, I don't I don't see anything against lifting gloves anymore. I honestly don't care what you do as long as you're in there. Shit. I like having calluses, so yeah, calluses are cool, but Ronnie Coleman did wear gloves, and that made it okay with me. I had that man squatted 800 solid-ass pounds for two. So who Bro, am I allegedly, allegedly, he front-squatted 600 for eight. Now, the, the video when he front-squats only shows four, but he said he went back in the gym two weeks later and did eight. Now, I believe it. That's crazy. 600 He's Ronnie pounds. Coleman. Dude, that's nuts. I Which was, was the record? For a long time until was, Martins Lucy's beat it. There's Sorry, records for front squats. Yeah, right now Martins Lucy's and six hundred pounds is the bar for front squats. Thanks to Ronnie Coleman because everybody believed he had the record at eight. <laughs> Bro, everybody bought it so hard that they, that was like they just okay, believed okay, it. Okay, we'll like, That's Ronnie word. Coleman world, <laughs> world record. So now I think the record now is Martins Lucy's. He got uh, eleven, was six hundred. But he's a strong man, so it's like Ronnie's a bodybuilder and got eight. That's like, crazy. Come on. No, but I was looking at uh, I was looking at Ronnie last night, and I was thinking about um, natural pro bodybuilders. Uh, Rob Waterhouse, I think, is his name. Hold on, let me share my screen real quick. Y'all know who I'm talking about? I do. Rob Waterhouse. Let me find. It. Oh, you should also show that Cameron guy, Cameron Shouter, Shouter, Shouter. Oh yeah, He's really good at posing. Let me see, Rob. That's oh, crazy. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get home before the podcast is over. Y'all keep the people entertained while I'm looking this up. Uh, uh, Dominic, Ben, are you excited for the V? Are you still going? I can't. I'm here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dude, I don't know how much of it I'm going to even get to watch. My brother's fight starts at 7. Well, the event starts at 7. My brother is the third fight, so I'll probably leave Oxford at like 7.45. I have to race my ass to Tupelo as fast as I can because the event says 7.30 to 9.30. I'm pretty sure it might last longer than two hours. At least I hope it does. It's going to be going. Uh, yeah, if anybody, listen, if, if anybody wants to go, I have four tickets. If anybody's listening to this podcast, I got Bro. four tickets. Three, technically, because I'm taking one. You think I could, I could convince Ed and uh, Luke? Probably Luke's going to be in Tish. I'll talk to him and see. And if y'all maybe want to go to Steel's after, because I ain't going to be able to drink all freaking day, because I got to be with my little brother and be in his corner and all that. I got to be zoned in. But you sound so disappointed. 
I mean, I'm excited. He's going to do good. His opponent got changed from that killer to a different kid. Killer. So, <laughs> bro, the kid he was fighting beat, like, the best kid. And so my, my little brother got paired up with this one kid who, like, destroyed the best fighter in his gym. Best fighter at Trace's weight. And I was nervous. My little brother wasn't nervous. He was like, cool, I got to fight someone better than me eventually anyway. So I'm kind of happy it got changed. This guy was like 25, 25. a little bit taller than Dom, a little bit taller than Dom, and he was jacked, talking <laughs> jacked, L- low body fat, round muscles, scary, scary dude. My little brother was like, eh, whatever, I'm taller than him, I'll use my reach. Like, I mean, oh gosh, he's basically fighting Mike Tyson. Basically, and and uh, he got changed to a, a different kid that... uh. He's actually sparred before, so he's pretty confident beating him. So That's hopefully, good. I mean, at, at least the fights are only three minutes, two rounds. So hopefully, I'll be able to get in, get out, and head to Tupelo. Tupelo is only forty-five minutes from Oxford, so hopefully, he'll beat his ass. I figure he will. For real. He's, re- he's yeah, been I'm good ready. So far. I'm ready for a chill-ass weekend, though. Like Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving weekend, I ain't doing nothing. I ain't going nowhere unless we unless we do Friendsgiving or something. Like, Wait, I thought you were going to be gone. Friends, I'm going to the. I'm going to the Egg Bowl, but that's on Thanksgiving, which okay. is Thursday. Okay. So I'll be free okay, Friday good. and Saturday. Good, good, good. So no, in my head, I've assumed you're like. Going uh, I, town. I plan on uh, plan on making my grandmother's dressing. Okay, that say less. I bring a big ass pan. Say less. Alvarez, you want to go? Yeah, Alvarez, you coming to Friendsgiving? <clears throat> when is it though? Next Saturday. Oh, can't, you a, can't you can't say that your woman is is coming over or something. Yeah, we already I'm know. Having a, I'm having a cookout from because of my birthday. Bro, just go to both. Wait, your birthday? I'll, birthday. My birthday, my birthday is on a, on Sunday. Really? Not this Bro, Sunday. Why don't we just Sunday. Why don't we just come to your cookout? And call it Friendsgiving. Five times birthday. I just talked to my mom. I was like, she was like, what do you want to do? And I was like, I guess we can have a carne asada. And she was like, okay, then I'll just invite your family, invite your friends. So you when a Latino turns 21, is that like a special thing? It's got to be. Is it, is no, there going to be several modelos? Well, not for me since I don't drink no more. So for probably, probably for anyone else. Um, you are, you, you, you. Me and your ancestors are disappointed in you. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, not even on your birthday? Like, you can't unwind on your birthday? I won't get drunk. Is that like a spiritual thing? or? No, that's just a me thing. You can ask Kobe. You're probably... You're a drunk gunner, but literally... Kobe, how many, how many sips did okay, I take? He took like three sips out of his little uh, uh, Sunrise Red Bull or whatever. I'm not a drunk. I'm a functioning alcoholic. And I was and like, I, and I only drink on weekends. I'm only an alcoholic on the weekends. And I was like, I can't drink this no more. I just like, I don't know. Okay, did you, like, I quit did you like, for like? Hold oh, on. Go ahead, Kobe. Did you like feel bad for it? Yeah, I did. <laughs> okay, I went, I went, so you had like an emotional reaction to it. Yeah, I went home, and started crying. Wait, so I, I have a like question. <laughs> is this is this related to the time you did that thing? 
And yes, then you're like, damn, absolute, 110% absolutely is. <laughs> no, that's not. It Dom, absolutely do you know, is. Do you know how many things I've done related to alcohol? Just ask that's not the reason why. See, though, see, obviously. see. That's the thing, y'all. Y'all like went complete opposite directions. Like Gunner, Gunner was like, "Okay, if this is how it is, then I'm just gonna full send it." And Dominic, you were like, "Okay, well, if this is how it is, I don't want any part of it at all." Bro, the craziest part about all of it, the day, the night after I had that wreck, I was already drinking again. I was like, "This is it. This is the last time." I swear. Dude. Oh my gosh, bro. What a time. There's so many, so much. I don't want to say memories because memories implies it was like good. Right? No, they were, they were memories. They just weren't good. <laughs> there's so much they, shit that has happened. There's only like three times that there are four that I can think that I've had a negative impact after being inhibited. The first time was New Year's. We don't have to get into that. The second time was the wreck. The third was the wrestling, which wasn't a bad thing. I just fell the fuck asleep. Dude. And then the fourth was probably the bodybuilding show. Bro, the wrestling and bodybuilding over. show were so close back to back that like you kind of had to give some buffer time before you do some crazy shit again. So I think I'm good for a while. Like I, I got everything out last weekend. Did you? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Let's hope so. Surprisingly, surprisingly, like, I had to carry somebody else home last weekend, and it was crazy because I was walking, and I was thinking to myself, I was like, damn, so this is how this feels. Damn, so this is what it's like. It sucks. It sucks. Bro, I was having a great time. I started, like, walking and trying to trip him. It was great. I'm like, yo, bro, look out for that car. He was like, huh? The thing is, in AEW, you didn't do nothing stupid, though, Gunner. You're just sitting there just... You're the just about, the thing about WWE though, which we went to AEW, but the thing about WWE is I can't like I can't be drinking too much because I got to drive off. That's, that's good, and you got to see LA now. You got to remember that because even well, dude, I will literally. I do remember the Hardy Boys. Remember the guy dance, but I will literally show up just for the main event as long as I can hear a one. Yeah, I'll be good. One yeah from LA night. It was worth yeah. all the money. Well, Survivor Series is the 25th on, on Friendsgiving. Dude, Randy Orton and CM Punk are coming back. I'm calling no, One right of now. them. One of them coming back. No, I bet both of them are. If that, if it's both of them, that'd be crazy. You want to bet money on it? The game no, a little recently. No, gambling is not good. Trying to, no. trying to find something else I can get addicted to. <laughs> the only good addiction I have is the gym. If that says anything. Toby, were you supposed to like research something? Or yeah, can you not see my screen right now? Oh, he told me and you to take the conversation, and it went in a whole three sixty, yeah. bro. That's how it yeah. always goes. All right, so do y'all think this guy's natural? He could be. It's possible. Yeah, he could be. Hold on. He's got freaking amazing arms. Yeah, I mean, he's got great everything. Like. Good chest, good arms, good lats, good serratus, good abs. Literally, his only weak point is his legs. Hold on, let's see. And they're man, they're not that bad. Like look at, look at look at that right there. To be natural, those are not bad legs. They're, just, they're not. They don't match the width of his upper body. 
which yeah. is pretty pretty normal for a natural guy. Huh? Okay. Great hair, great beard. Megan said there's an armadillo outside. What should she do? Oh, shoot it. Leave it be. Leave it be? Yeah, because well, they, they literally have less leprosy, so I wouldn't touch it. Hey, Gunner said they literally have leprosy, so don't touch it. I love that y'all think I would touch it. Leprosy? I don't know. I mean, it could just come at you. So. Yeah, it could. It, it, it could probably roll. the car? Hold on. I gotta go see this. Okay. So, anyway, back to what we were talking about, Dom. Haram. Go get it. So, to let the audience un- understand what's going on here, Kobe is being the man of his house, and he is <laughs> taking care of a animal problem, aka he's being animal control uh, for an ar- armadillo. So, if you don't know about armadillos, they they are a rodent, and they are armored. They can roll up like a roly poly yeah, and roll yeah. away. They literally like attack you. They don't just water you. And it, it, it is true. It's not a myth. They they really do carry leprosy. So if you're a kid, do not touch them. Uh, let them do what they do. They're going to dig a hole in your yard, and then your dog's probably going to eat them. The circle of life, kids. Let it happen. Your dog is going to what? <laughs> eat them. Now, if you have a raccoon or a possum, shoot that mofo. Get rid yeah. of it. They literally have no benefit to society, except trash pandas are sometimes cute. When they're tamed. However, being a man who has been attacked by a trash panda, not really attacked, but been threatened by a trash panda, they are vicious. And they have teeth every single place you touch them. Anywhere you touch them, there's all, all of a sudden teeth there. They're fast. This is Also, words from a wise man like myself. If you're going to drink on a weekday, don't be scared. If you're going to be hungover, you might as well get paid for it. Right, Dom? Facts. Uh, what else? What else kind of wisdom can we give here? Uh, let me see. Let me see. Let me go to Google. Podcast wisdom. This is going to be the best segment of the show. Facts. <laughs> Podcast wisdom. Yeah, this Let's see. Well, this weekend I'm going to shoot, Gunner. Go shoot guns. Yeah, we're shooting today. We gotta oh, shoot yeah. forty. We're gonna shoot forty you, targets. Uh, how many? How many do you think I'm gonna? Sh- I'm gonna hit. Are you a sharpshooter yet? No, my highest. My highest is a thirty-eight at a forty, and my lowest is probably like a twenty-five. So my my that was uncle, a big ass armadillo. My uncle was shooting so good that he missed on purpose. Because back in the day, if you shot too good, they would send your ass to sniper school. Yeah. And then you'd be stuck as a sniper. So, like, they started watching my uncle. He was, like, 37 or 40. And then he missed, like, the last three on purpose. So they wouldn't yes. send him to sniper school. Yes. And I heard sniper school is actually really hard. Like, we, we had this drill sergeant. His name was Drill Sergeant Reeves. And I don't know if this is true or not, but he literally, like, serious face and everything. He was like, yeah, yeah my, my uncle is Keanu Reeves. We're like, nah, nah, nah. He's like, I swear to God. He's like, nah, we're like, nah, nah, nah. There's just no way. Anyways, he said that how he went to sniper school and uh, he said that like the training, you literally have to be in the woods like with snakes and spiders and all that and you just stand still and all that. If you get bent or anything like that, you just still stand, you still got to stand still. 
that you just can't make no reaction at all. You gotta camouflage yourself. Have you ever heard of the sniper training where you're like lying on the ground and your sergeant is like above you and shoots at you, and if you flinch, like you you lose like a point. The, like, like the kid who died yeah. in Dominic's basic. <laughs> I mean, kinda, yeah, yeah sort of. He, he, he doesn't shoot him though; but he shoots right beside him. But yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I have an idea. Let's not use blanks this time. Let's use real fucking bullets <laughs> on our trainees. We're they, not they, trained to this yet. They use like, like, what's it called? I don't know what it's called. But it's like, you can see the bullets. They're red. They're like lasers. Tracers. Tracers. Bro, my, tracers favorite, my favorite part of that story is when you were like, yeah, my drill instructor walked in and he was like, damn, shit happens. Like, it was just I mean, everyday, everyday I mean, shit. I mean, what's he supposed to do? Well, people in basic die all the time, bro. We heard, they told us that this guy just like fell on his bed and died because because he had a he had a sickness apparently. Isn't the and suicide his- rate in basic like basic training pretty pretty high? Oh yeah, definitely, bro. That's wild, dude, my favorite. Dude. My favorite part about army statistics is like yeah, pretty much. This, not not that it's my favorite. Let me rephrase. The oh. most interesting. The most interesting part about army statistics is the suicide rate. It's like super high, what you just said. It's extremely high. And also the sexual harassment. It's almost like what does what who who does the army attract? People who have nothing except for Dominic. People who have nothing else, right? (laughs) People who have nothing to live for. Their lives suck, and they want to get out. That and people that and that people that want to serve their country and people that want money, right? And then you have people who feel like they're failures and they hate their lives and then they go sign up for the army and then they realize, oh my God, this shit sucks. And then they wonder why the suicide rate's so high. Shouldn't have did it's that. Not the, it's not the kids who go and they're like, yeah, I'm going to defend my family's freedom. I'm going to go fight for my country and defend what's right. It's the kids who are like, I hate my life and I don't know what else to do. Those are the kids who are offing themselves because, yeah. you know. They would like, say military it, for a weird reason. If you think about it long enough, you'll understand why it happens. It's not the normal kids that are doing this shit. It's just like it's not the normal kids who are shooting up schools either. You know what I mean? I'm about to say there's a that's I mean shit that's a reason behind like high suicide rates in men anyways like just lack of anything to, to kind of do in life. Well, I feel like if if every guy could just find a good ass friend group something like we got, they'd be okay. It's not that bad. Life sucks, sure. But yeah, drinking but, with the boys is better. But for some people, it's like incredibly hard to make friends. Like, yeah, they because, just can't. Dude, the internet ruined. Facts, so facts. You're not lying. Whoever, whoever invented the internet, damn you, Thomas Jefferson. Why would you give us electricity, bro? I know but it anyway. hasn't completely ruined everything because I think the internet yeah. is an outlet for people that don't know how to make that can't make friends in real life, and they make friends on the internet. Like, dude, that's true. I it's think like a double-edged good. sword. Like it's everything like, else you know, in life. It's almost like some people who have never had friends now have them. And some people get on the internet and they see everybody else while they can't. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. It's like sometimes sometimes people that want to make friends in real life, when you go on the internet and you see everybody else has friends, it like kind of perpetuates the depression and like what you don't have or what you could have. Yeah. And you don't know how to get it. And you're never in a situation where you can 100%. even make friends online. And the, the craziest part is I used to be the most antisocial person ever until I started going to the gym and I met y'all and it was so easy to talk to the boys and all that. And now, like, I don't even have problems talking to women anymore. 
which I did for a long time. But I'm going to talk to a random chick. I don't care. Back when I was like, like college age, back when I was college age, like I had the worst social anxiety of like anybody, anybody that I've known just absurdly stupid social anxiety. Most of that was because like I was fat and self-esteem and all that. But as soon as I hit the gym, not even just losing weight, but hitting the gym made it to where I could talk to women easier. I could, I could be That's friends it. with guys easier. Like it kind of gave me easier to relate. Yeah. It gave me a, like going to the gym gave me like an outlet to a community, bro. Like, honestly, that's what it did. Yeah, I, man, I wish y'all could have been there. So in Tuscaloosa last Saturday or last Friday night. So I was with the girl. She was with her friends. We wasn't planning on even hanging out until, you know, later. But besides for later, I'm there with my boys. I was like, boys, I guarantee I can get every guy in here hyped up. They're like, how are you going to do that? I was like, right now, one of us starts arm wrestling. And I guarantee we can start an arm wrestling tournament. No more than 10, 15 minutes later, bro, we had a whole bar into an arm wrestling tournament. <laughs> and it was the awesome. funnest shit ever. Bro, next time next time you get on there, you got to do a slap fight tournament. Oh, my God. You yeah, got to do yeah. a slap fight Probably tournament. Probably have a couple people being put. I got <laughs> I got tased again last weekend by a real taser. I, we didn't film it because it's illegal, and they could have lost their jobs. But bro, that sucked. But you're you're talking about the you're talking about the actual gun. gun, okay? Taser gun. So I was like, we this was in Starkville. This is way before we even left. I was sober, and I was like, all right, let's do this before we get stupid. He's like, well, we can't film it. If we film it, we can lose our jobs. I was like, that's fine. So. Anyway, I'm wearing this thick jacket, the one I'm wearing right now. I'm like, it ain't gonna hurt that bad. I'm wearing a thick jacket. Do they shot me with that? I didn't have nobody to hold me either because I was a hockey motherfucker. And I was holding the edge of my truck, and they shot me, and I just fell straight backwards. Damn. It's so weird. <laughs> it's like it's like every every single if you flex, it, it's not like it hurt. It didn't really hurt more than it was just Shocking. every single every single muscle in your body flexes at the same time. Like you get like your legs, your legs are flexed, your calves cramp, biceps, triceps, chest, back, everything just gets tense. Bro, you got you heart problems. Move. Why are you doing this? You can't move a fucking. Or if I'm gonna die, I'm gonna have fun doing it anyway. <laughs> if you, if someone ever died from a taser gun, it'd be me. <laughs> no, no, nah, bro, you're 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 not as destructible. You're not that destructible. Like it would take a lot to kill you. I'm pretty sure it would at this point. The, the 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 shit I put my heart through and it's still beating. Valid. I think we're okay. Same. And that's what that's what I asked my doctor. My my doctor's like, okay, look, you gotta, dude. I I ain't even told anybody this. Might as well talk about it on the podcast. But like, they were telling me to take it easy in the gym. They were like, you need to limit stress on your on your heart. And I was like, no, no, <laughs> no. Don't tell I was me like, what I'll, to do. I'll stop doing cardio. Sure, I won't like raise my heart rate, bro. I was like, I was like, what about weightlifting? They was like, as long as you take extremely long breaks and you watch your heart rate, you can weightlift. So my heart rate's not supposed to get high, even though getting a high heart rate lowers your heart rate in the long term. They're like, you're healthy enough and skinny enough that they call me skinny anyway. That you'll be fine at like 70, 80 beats a minute. I was like, well, damn. Okay. So I can lift weights, apparently. I just can't. Like, apparently, I'm not supposed to do cardio. 
Hey, you, were, you doing, would, were you doing it anyways? Last weekend? Absolutely. Oh, you talking about in the gym? Yeah, in the gym. Yes. I was doing 30 minutes on the Stairmaster every day because in my last mind, weekend. I was like, okay, last weekend. Dude, in my crazy. mind, I was like, in my mind, I was like, okay, if I have heart problems, I need to get my heart in shape, which was the opposite, allegedly, of what I needed to be doing. But I literally sent my monitor back. I finally got to take that thing off uh, like a couple days ago. So I sent that thing back today. I'll get all my results back. So it's not 100% confirmed what it is, but they got me on some medicine, some freaking like inflammation medicine or whatever. And but like, I'm not that worried about it, man. You know, life is life, and I've already come to peace with all the outcomes. What it is is what it is. I'm going to have a good time regardless. Like, I'm not going to make my life miserable because of some bad news. I'm not going to do that. That's not who I am. Some other people, like, might want to be like, oh, I want, I don't want people to feel sorry for me, basically. That's why I don't tell a lot of people what's, what's even going on. Would like, you I'll say, you and Tom, would you say, uh, that gives you extra motivation though? Almost in a way. Yeah. And it's really opened me up to new things like going out, like I've been going to like, and this is going to make me sound bad to like people who know me or, or like have a certain view on me, but like I have been freaking living life the past few weekends. Like, I've been going out to Starkville. I've been going out to Oxford, the freaking Tuscaloosa. I've never been to Tuscaloosa. That was lit. And, like, I've just been enjoying myself to a whole nother level. And it's been fun. I've linked up with old friends who I haven't seen in, like, over three years. And it's like we never even left each other. They're fun as fuck. Y'all are my boys, though. Like, y'all going to be my wedding. But they're friends. Like, they're good friends. I love those guys. Yeah. But, I mean, like, I just been having a good time. And there's no, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And it's like, literally, if I get super bad news and they're like, hey, and this is worse to worse. I don't expect this to happen if it does, whatever. But if you're like, hey, you got like, you got heart disease, you got five to 10 years to live. I'm not going to change a damn thing. I'm not going to change how I live to support me in the long run. That just seems so boring. Is that I how that works? I don't, Make yeah, it works. Like, like heart disease, you have 10 years. Like, is that how it works? Basically, unless, unless you get a transplant and a, and a transplant, you got like twenty thirty. Bro, you're like, too I'm not fucking, living, You're like too I'm, healthy to, right? I'm full. I'm full. We don't. I don't know. But anyway, I'm fully, fully at peace with not making it to fucking sixty. I don't expect that. Forty five. All right, bet cool. Sixty's pushing it a little bit for what all the stuff I do, but like. I mean, nobody's going to listen this far at podcast anyway, but, like, like I've come to peace with it. <laughs> oh I mean, God, like, I've been listen. stressing my ass over this shit for the past year because my chest has been hurting and shit, and I've had fucking tests and doctor's appointments and all kinds of stuff long before I told anybody about it. And I realized I'd just be way happier not worrying about it. And, like, other than talking about it right now, until I talk about it again, I'm not even going to think about it. There's just no point in it. It's just so boring. Yeah. And the last thing I ever want to be is boring. There's nothing that awful. there's nothing that comes out of like talking about it either. Like if you like it's exactly. just a, just it's just a fact. Like you just have whatever you have, and that's it. And it's it's mostly genetic. All my family has had heart problems, and most of them live to be fucking 78, 75, like late, early 70s. So, I mean, if, dude, if I make it a 70-something, that's a fucking milestone. Okay. And, like, I'm, 
No, go ahead. Yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. No, you can go, bro. No, you're, already, no, you're fucking going off, King. Go off. Dude, I've already had so many good things happen to me. I got a god, <laughs> a goddaughter slash niece that's here with Aurelia, which is amazing. I'm so happy I got to see that. I got a nephew here, which is amazing. So I love Luke. Luke has more health problems than I do right now, so that's crazy. I hope he's okay. And then I got a, I got a freaking grand, uh, grand. But I got a baby cousin, too. I had three three babies that are meant mean the world to me born within like eight weeks of each other. That's crazy. I, mean, I can't I can't ask for any more, dude. I got great friends, great family, got a cool job. Like my life's good. There's no need to be upset over what's happening to me when so much good's happening around me. Thanks. I'm going to WWE this weekend. <laughs> I have my brothers fighting this weekend, bro. There's too much to be excited about to be upset. Right, go off. That's pretty much it. <laughs> we need to uh, clip that. We need to clip that and put it over whatever, whatever I'm video. Joey Diaz, some Joey Diaz motivation. <laughs> nah, gonna prove it motivation. Fuck Joey gonna Diaz motivation. I do my best, man. I do my best. Oh, uh, bro. Speaking speaking of Aurelia, uh, we think she's been kind of sick for the last last few days or so. Oh damn! What's going on? We think, I don't know, we think maybe it's like something's up with her stomach. Like, she's not, um, she might, she, she might have like a mild, mild, I don't know, problem with her stomach. It's nothing serious, but anyways, like you can tell she's distressed because the way she cries is a lot, a lot different whenever she's in distress than versus whenever she's like hungry or wants to be held or whatever, bro. The fight or flight that your body goes through whenever you hear a baby like scream, I cannot describe to you a more primal feeling than that. Like I was, I was about to ask you, how does that make you feel as a dad? Like being that that is your child, how does that make you feel? Eric, keep in mind that you're a dad, Kobe. That's still crazy to me. Hearing her scream or knowing she's sick? Both. Knowing well, she's sick is like sad, upsetting. Like uh, I, I hate it for her because I'm her dad and I want her to be healthy and all that. But I mean, for the most part, she's good. Like it's not like she's debilitatingly sick. Like she can still. Like we were playing with her early and she was just fine. But sometimes she's a little extra gassy and all that, and a little snotty. So, but as far as like being a dad, how does it make me feel? Like. The night she was born is the happiest I've ever been in my life. Like, people say that all the time, and I always, like, never kind of understood it. I was like, I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess how you can see that. But until it actually happens to you, like, when your kid, your seed, comes out, becomes a human, and is out in the world kicking and screaming. And you're thinking 18 years down the line when this human, same human, has their own dreams, wishes, fears, wants, needs, desires, all that. Like, all that hits you at once. And you can't help but, like, feel blessed and, like, thankful for it. And honestly, having her is the is the reason I've kind of got back into the gym so much and I've just been in a better mood like even if I don't get but like them three hours of sleep at night like I'm in a better mood now than I ever was before she was here 
I don't know. Something I don't I've know been, what it is about it. That's something I've been talking to my dad and my brother about. I was like, because I pretty much had the question. I was like, no matter how much you love a nephew, or if you're Dom, a little T.O. or whatever, it's like you'll never know what that real feeling is because you're not the parent. And I was talking to my dad about it. I was like, what? What is that? That real parent feeling of love, like, like, have you ever experienced that? that much unconditional love for something it's, and he's like i've never really experienced like you know people say love on first sight yeah he's like it's not true until you see your child yep he's like once you see that kid you have a love so strong that you're willing to do anything give anything sacrifice anything and it's like as much as me and dom love your kid we don't know what that feeling is because that's your, your kid that is your flesh and blood. That's your product. Thanks. That is that's you. Basically yeah. a miniature you right there. And we don't know. Like, as, <laughs> I love your kid. I love your kid to death. But I wish I could experience the high that you get. And then one day I hope I will. But I wish I could experience that feeling, that high that you get from having your own child. And I was yeah. asking my brother about that. And he's like, it's a feeling that you'll, you've never realized you'd even feel until yeah. you just do. It's it's almost indescribable. Like I couldn't explain it to you or Alvarez. Like I wish I could, but it's like it's so raw. It's such a raw emotion. Like, let's say you you see something, something that caught, hits you in fight or flight. Let's say, and triggers like a fear response, just an innate primal fear response in your brain. I mean, it could be anything. Like it could be. It's probably something awful. Okay, now think about that, but the exact opposite. Think of something that is so like awfully against your core as a person, but it's the opposite of that where you want to be involved in everything. Like you want to be, you will love it no matter what, and you will no, do dude, anything for it. Think about this, man. One day you're gonna be walking that girl down an aisle. Don't tell me about How that. Does that make you Don't feel? tell me about that, bro. Nah, bro, it's going to be a good dude. He's going to be jacked. <laughs> he's going to be consistent in the gym. Hey, he's well, not bigger, he's not bigger will than make me. Sure of it. Me and Dom will me. make, me I will approve of your girl's boyfriend. Matter of fact, he might need to meet us before he meets her. That's facts. Okay. okay. I'm cool with that. We'll, we'll size him up and be like, hmm, how much bro. you bitch? Ask him, what's your totals? Don will be like, do you pray daily? You go to church? Yep. Yep. Do you okay. The okay. okay. I'm so cool with that. I'm cool with is, that. First thing is, which is so important. All right. We just not, I just not talked to someone about this. I'm going to be like, who do you love more? Jesus or her? And if Ooh. he says, and if he says Jesus, then. We're going to beat his ass. No. <laughs> no. If he says Jesus, then he's okay. So he's good. <laughs> oh my God. That wasn't my opinion. But okay. <laughs> me, me, yes, because it, because here's the thing: because if you love God so, if you love God so much more than anything else, you put God first, everything aligns, and so like you learn how to love yourself, and then you, then you love, then you learn to love, let's say your spouse or like your significant other, and then you also learn how to love your family more and all that. Me, I can tell, I can tell you that it, it's true because I, I've I have had that experience, but I feel like that's really important. I talked to someone about that. Even it says in the Bible and all that. Uh, I feel like you need to love God more than that's probably first. that's probably a similar experience though. Like what Alvarez is going through. I don't I don't know because I've never had 
I've been saved and baptized and all that, but I've never had the spiritual awakening of like yeah. putting God before everything else and loving him more than anything at all. I've never had that. But I guess I, the best I way I could describe oh. it, describe having a kid, that would be the closest thing maybe that you could relate to, Dominic. Yeah. I was telling my, my youth group that last night, I was like, ever since I started loving uh, God first and putting God first, I started loving my family more. Like, it went back then, like a couple years ago or last year, I used to cuss at my parents all the time. I used to, like, show so much hatred and all that. Yeah, and to my brother. Oh, now, I've like, never done that. My dad would beat my ass, bro. Well, well my, my parents were different. literally pull out a gun and shoot me. <laughs> God. My parents were different and all that. I mean, mostly, they were just not terrified of me, but they were just like, something's wrong with them and all that. I would just cuss at them and be show a little bit okay, of well, Let me and then, and then talking I was, about parents. Oh, go, go ahead, finish first. Finish. Okay, okay, and then I was like, actually, like, full, like, fully devoted, fully, like, just gave my life to Christ, and I started loving him first, and then I started loving my parents, and then I, and then I, we, then we got to the relationship thing, and then we, you know, oh, uh, that's when I started, like, actually show, being like a, a what was it called, like a Christian couple, and all that, and it was, like, good, and until, like, things started getting in, into the center of it, because if you're in a Christian, if you're in a, like, a God-centered relationship, you're in a big circle, it's like you and your significant other on one, on each side, then God in the middle. Nothing comes in or out of that. Okay, like nothing comes in and God doesn't come out. Everything, everything stays out. God is in the center, and it, you'll have a good relationship. But, <laughs> but go on, Gunner. Who are we gonna ask? I so I have a question for y'all. This is this is something that's happened to me, probably within the past two years. At what point did you you and your parents' relationship change from them being parents? To them being more like friends because me and my dad after i moved out when i moved out after i moved out me and my dad became closer than honestly we ever have and i I, i'd honestly go to him with anything my my dad no offense to y'all but my dad is probably my favorite person to talk to yeah i could talk to him for hours on the end and I feel like it's that miss I miss Anytime. you feeling. I feel like it's that I miss you Maybe. feeling because like you but don't like, see him all the time. There's just there's a difference there now. Yeah. Like like me, I can't tell you how many times me and him have talked at night, maybe for just hours about no, nothing at all, just random stuff, life and everything else. And it's like their parental role has changed from yeah. being a parent to more being a almost a therapist. I would say point. they're almost an advisor at this point. Yeah, like, like an advisor. Yeah. Yeah. Someone, someone asked me that too. They asked me like, well, like, when did your, uh, your, your, uh, your, yours and your dad's relationship change? And I was like, honestly, first it was him when he gave his life to God. And then it was me when I gave my life to God. And then we just started to have a connection all of a sudden and all that. Like, every time I, I, I hear something or read something that Bob, I, I go straight to him. And we just talk about it and all that. Literally, my dad does have anger issues. I'll tell you that he still does to this day, but he still he tries to control himself. And it is, but Really, we have we've never been this close ever. Like, like I, I remember. Sorry, John. Go ahead. You're good. Go you're ahead, good. Go ahead. I'm done. I'm done now. You're good. I remember as a kid, like for so long, it was more like a relationship of fear because mm-hmm. he was my dad's six four, like two thirty. He's a big dude. Like so for so long, I was so freaking scared of him. Like he was my basketball coach. All this different stuff. I was so scared. And then like I've, one day, it's almost just like a switch flipped. And it was like, we're closer than ever. 
And it was just like me and him were, it's almost like we're just bros at this point. That's kind of similar to how I was with my dad though, too. Like, I mean, you have a six foot two big black dude, like anybody's going to have, (laughs) anybody's going to be kind of scared of that. He has earrings and piercings. Anybody's going to be kind of. A gun collection that would make any military jealous. Yeah, there's a reason there was like some fear there, but like as after I moved out, like I think as an adult, as you become an adult and more independent, like you humanize your parents and you see them for who they are and not just like what they've done to you or how they've been to you. Yeah. I think it's at that point too you realize you're like everything they did, they they really did do for a good reason. You yeah. may not saw it. Back at that time, isn't that crazy? When you're young, you're like, "Oh my gosh, this is so stupid. I hate this." And then, like, you get a little older, and you're like, "Okay, I see why." I don't know now. if that's. I don't know if that's always true. I don't know if that's always true. There's definitely been some bad parenting moments with my parents, like that. I cannot rationalize yeah. at all. But those, but those times when they stuff, did do something, whereas like, there's sometimes you have those moments, and you're like, "Damn, I'm glad they did that because if they didn't do that." I could have went the complete opposite direction. Exactly. Do this thing because okay. So it's like the time. Now I'll just, I'll just be open. When I had that wreck, I was so scared. I was like, I have to call somebody. I'm stuck here and freaking bleeding and all this stuff. I have to call somebody. I was like, I'm so scared to call my parents. But when I called them, they weren't mad at all. Mm-hmm. They were more relieved that I did call them and that I was okay because they wanted me to call. If anything ever happened to me, they want me to call them and, and let them know I'm okay. So I could get help. And that's exactly what happened. They weren't mad at me at all until the next day. Then they were pretty mad. But I mean, that night (laughs) when it all went down, like they were just worried and just showed me all the love and compassion. Like just let me know everything was going to be okay. And it was super cool. And then the, you know, I got, I got, I'll never live it down. They'll, they'll hang it over my head till I die, but that's okay. I deserve it. And, and it just like, I think it was honestly that moment that made me realize like parent, God put parents on this earth for a reason. And it's to literally train the newcomers into this world on like how to thrive and survive and what to do and what not yeah. to do. And like, that's, a, that's like, they're celebrities. There's pop stars, there's rock stars, there's everything you can think of. But to me, the most important role in this world is being a parent. Yeah. Like, there's no more important role because you are literally training the future generation to I think, either do or not do what they should do. I think as a that kid, makes sense. I think as a kid, the greatest blessing like a kid could have. Now this kind of varies, but for the most part, the greatest blessing a kid child can have is having two parents in your house. Like, yep. Not every kid gets that, and the they kids don't. that kids that do get that are like, I mean, not saying they might be better than somebody that was in a, sing- in a single parent household. Like that doesn't make you a better or worse person. But having two parents to kind of teach you and bounce off yep. of, and that come from different directions, like. That teaches you a lot on how to adjust in the world. Having a a masculine... Coming from a guy's perspective, I'm not a girl, so I don't know. But coming from a guy's perspective, having a masculine role to teach you how to be a man, and then also having you uh, having a motherly role for like someone to turn to and be like vulnerable with, yeah, 
to me is very important. Like I think that's one of the most important things you could have. Agreed. Ever. Fully agree. Because like my mom has taught me a lot when it comes to emotions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and my dad has taught me a lot when it comes to controlling them. Yeah. It's almost like they're they're two pieces of the same pile, but you have to have both of them to make it complete. Like two sides of the same coin. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. If you need, a, if you want a complete scent, you have to have both sides. And it's not that you can't do that. Like I have a friend. His, he's a coworker. His name's Sakaya. He doesn't have a dad, but he's got an uncle that's super cool. And he he used that uncle as a fatherly figure. Yeah. I, yeah. But, about that, it's you don't have like, to have two parents. Like as long as you have a mother figure and a father figure a father who are figure. like good, you don't need yep. actual two parents in the household. Like it's definitely a good thing to have that. But if you have it, a father figure and a mother figure, it sucks for some people because it's almost like they're they're searching for that validation that they never got from mm-hmm. one side. That's a sad reality. Of. It really is because they'll get it. They'll try to get it through means that they don't need to, through friends that they shouldn't be with, mm-hmm. or through social media that they don't need. That's, of all things, that's about. Well, that's where I was about to take it. Social people trying to find validation through social media, or and it's like you'll you'll never get the you'll never get the same validation through social media that you'd ever get from having an in-person real experience. I also think just, that's, that's if, you, if someone doesn't have that type of blessing to have, be able to have experience, uh, a two parent household or a good mother, father figure in their life. Like that's where friends come in. I think later in life, oh, yeah, that's cool. when you have good friends that can Absolutely. also kind of guide you and teach you. I think that's where friends come in anyways. Like, and I, I think it sucks even more when you don't have, real friends the moment you know the moment i realized we was real friends the moment me and you had like a freaking fight and you choked my ass out and then the next day he was like yeah we're cool oh yeah of course bro (laughs) that's when i realized i was like yo this is a real friend someone who could put up with me at my worst and then still be friends with me the next day that's a real friend someone who could go with like like me and for instance i'm not trying to brag on ourselves or anything but me and dom showing up like ten minutes notice to the hospital that's, to see your kid born, you know what I'm saying? Like that's that's friends, right? I'll be that's honest. That's what sealed the deal with y'all for me. Like all my other friends are good friends and all that, but like y'all, I would say are probably like my best friends. Like not trying to get all corny and cheesy, whatever, lovey dovey. But like, yeah, after Aww. after y'all showed up, y'all showed up to my daughter's birth, bro. At like Thanks, the, I damn near midnight. Thanks. Yeah. I, remember, I remember driving there, and Dom's like, called me. Dom called me out of nowhere. He's like, Gunner, where are you at? I was like, Yo, I'm going down Golden Road right now. He's like, Oh, you've already passed me. I was like, Where you live at? And he was like, Such and such. I was like, Bro, I'll pick you up right now. He hung up the phone. I pulled in his driveway <laughs> like ten seconds later. I was like, Get in, bro. We're going. Bro, that's so wild. Like, Thank I don't me. know. I remember running downstairs, and I'm like, I was telling my mom and dad, I was like, Kobe's baby's on the way. I gotta go. <laughs> and they were like, right now? I was like, right now. <laughs> right now. That's how he felt about the whole situation. Right now? Right now. Yeah. Y'all the boys. Though. Of course, I ain't gonna miss that shit for you. Dude, that's just like, 
if you ever, whenever or whoever or when uh, anything, whenever when you get married, bro, I'm gonna be there. Bachelor party night before, night after. Well, maybe not the night after your wedding, but you know, your wedding. <laughs> not <laughs> after. I hope, I hope y'all the same for me, Gunner. You're just gonna like crash everything. You're just gonna be around me. He's gonna be around this time. It's gonna be your it's gonna be your honeymoon. I'm gonna knock on the door and be like pizza hey, delivery. Uh... <laughs> Yo, you forgot your glasses, but uh, Oh my gosh. Don't mind me, I'm gonna just crash on the couch. That's the most gunner thing ever. It really is. <laughs> Bro, being being available is like my thing. I swear, like I'm really missing. You really are. That is true. Gunner is always available. He available and reliable. Like he'll be talking reason. I will. I will lie to my boss, and I will be like, "Yo, I got a family emergency. I got it. I've done that so many times. He has to know I'm lying. At this point, I, I don't know how many family emergencies I've, I've come up with to like get out of or like get off work early and stuff. But it's been a lot." <laughs> Hey, enough to count. That's what matters. You're doing it well, for a good cause. This podcast has been going a lot deeper than I thought it would, but it's been good. Bro, like we're it. an hour and 12 minutes in. I didn't even, like, realize it. We didn't hey, even but, have a hey, topic. Hey but, hey, but no, no. Can you, go to the, can you go to your Instagram? Can you log into your Instagram? Right now, Kobe's go. Instagram or my Instagram? Kobe, Kobe, on your on your uh, computer. Wow. Follow Dominic Alvarez. No, Dominic go to, Alvarez. Go to, uh, I want to watch Courtney's uh, reveal that she's pregnant to see them uh, uh, together. Bro, it's a, it's a it's a baby, bro. I know, but still, like, I just want to see. I want to watch it together with y'all and all that. Watch it? You mean look at it? No, she posted. No, she posted like no, she posted it. That video right there, yeah. Right here, that one here. No, here. Oh, no, second one. Yeah. Okay. How I told Christopher we were pregnant. That's crazy. Christopher. Okay. The plus is pregnant, the minus, the minus is not pregnant, but I think there's a plus sign through it, but it's really faint. I just... All of a sudden, Kobe walks up to me, he's like, I might, I might as well show you this. What do you think? Show me a picture of an ultrasound. Oh, I forgot that's how I did it with you. Set the standing. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> Look, I never knew how how you found out you were pregnant, bro. That's also, I mean, yeah, having a kid is is like like peak, like seeing your kid born is peak. But also hearing that your girlfriend is pregnant and that you're having a kid is one of the craziest <laughs> feelings in the world, too. Tell the story. I mean, it's not. It's not like that. That deep. But what's the story? What's the story of you telling me you're pregnant? Uh huh. I feel like I would be like. I found out. Bro, he was talking to his girlfriend, bro. Okay. Oh, never mind. I want to give the real, raw, honest story of me finding out that Megan was pregnant. So, you care if I? Give the real, raw, honest story of it all. Of like when we started talking to talking again to us finding out you're pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) 
say. I'm not gonna say anything crazy. Okay, so basically, me and Megan hadn't talked for a few months because you know things happen, and uh, we link up, start hanging out again. You know, things, things get happen. spicy, steamy every, here and there. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm embarrassing her. And uh, yeah, bro, like one day she just told me she just like came over she was crying like she was super emotional and uh i remember she had a gift and i'm i think it's in a green bag she had a gift and she said she had it was brown with the green paper okay yeah green paper that's neither here nor there but she had a gift she wanted to give me and she sent it to me on text i was like what what could this even be because i think a week before is like valentine's day or a couple weeks before is valentine's day so my assumption was like she was giving me a late Valentine's Day gift or something. I was like, okay, whatever. Like, we'll hang out and give me the gift and we'll, we'll just chill like we always do and just hang out. So I go in the bedroom. I think I, I go in the bedroom, go use the bathroom, as I do, come out, and like on, on the bed was that gift. I open it up, take the wrapping out of it. I look in there, dude. There were baby clothes. Okay, so she, there were baby clothes in there. You know the little like mini rubber babies, like at the uh, at like the anti-abortion like places. Like you know what I'm talking about. Yep. Like the small little rubber babies. One of those was in there, and uh, what else was it? Oh yeah, and the pregnancy test was in there too. So as soon, bro, I pulled that out and like. It was like shock, like truly. It was like, what? Like, it cause like, it's the craziest feeling of like, let's see. How do I process these words? It's the craziest feeling of uncertainty, but also like, okay, well, I'm going to be here for this. Like, I'm going to be fully committed. I'm in on this. I'm sold 100% in. Like, that was kind of the decision you just have to make in the moment. Like, as a man, that's the decision you got to make. And I made it. So, that was also, like... I don't think I really cried, but I teared up some. But it, like, really set in. Like, you think about it more and more and more. And then she starts actually, like, showing. And then not only is she showing, she's starting to have all the pregnancy symptoms, bro. Like, I can't describe to you how hormonal a woman gets when they're pregnant. Like, dealing with a hormonal pregnant woman, y'all just wait. If y'all ever get y'all's girls pregnant, just wait. Just wait and see. Y'all know what I mean. I'm still waiting to hear from Tuscaloosa. I'm pretty worried. <laughs> no, but it's a, it's a, depending if you get pregnant, I guess, and how like how the circumstances are it can be good or bad but i think the feeling of having a kid is next to none and then when it comes to full fruition and not not to even like or gunner you know how shit was when we were in the mountains like you remember everything that happened there that was a whole roller coaster in itself then okay so i feel like i need to tell that story from my point of view Okay. So we were there. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Are you cool with, like, like hold on. Are you cool with, like, us tell telling the story details. about kind of 
Not details about the mountains, but like just kind of the roller coaster of it. Okay, yeah, she's cool with it. We're cool with it. Okay, so the, this is like day number three, I guess. We're all having a good time. It's nighttime. We left chicken on the grill. It's burning. <laughs> Toby comes up to me. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, we're just on the deck chilling. He's like, "Yo, I guess, I guess, I might as well show you all this." Pulls out his phone. Shows me a picture of an ultrasound. Instantly, I'm like, bro, oh, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> I just remember the most shocked. Like, I've never been so shocked in my life. <laughs> I've never seen Gunner so like, emotional in like, a happy way. Like, Dude, I almost cried. I almost, like, you, I did. Was so happy. you did cry. So, you I did was, cry. Like, <laughs> I think I did. I was so happy, shocked. Like, I didn't know what emotion to feel at the time. And then, like, after all that, yeah, everything calmed down. We're cool. We're all happy. The next night, bro, complications happen. All right. Kobe and Megan head off to the hospital. Austin is like, do you think I should go with them? I'm like, no, Austin. They do not want you to go with them. He's like, I'm going to go ask. So Austin walks off. Me and Kel are sitting there by ourselves. Mind you. It's 420. It's freaking yes, 420. it was 420. God, bro. And me and, me and Kel oh. are sitting there, and we're like, yo, I don't even know if we should smoke or not, because this is horrible. <laughs> so, finally, Kobe Co- Megan leave. Austin goes to bed. Me and Kel are just sitting there super late, and we're just talking about this. We don't go to sleep till like, 2 or 3 in the morning. We're waiting on Kobe and them to get back. Worried, super worried. Thankfully, the baby's fine. She's been delivered. She's alive, doing well, all that. But at that time, we didn't know. So it's like all of a sudden, we're super excited, loving the fact that Kobe's going to be a dad. And then the next night, we're like, oh, my God, what's happening? Like the worst freaking, worst freaking, like the most (laughs) dread I've ever had in my life was honestly that night. I've never felt such. I'll kind of give the rundown of what happened. So we were out eating and I get a call from Megan and she was in the bathroom crying, broke, broke down the bathroom, going through it. And she assumes the worst that she had a miscarriage. So we thought she miscarried. There was a huge blood clot, and that that happens in pregnancy sometimes. Like blood clots come out. That's part of it. But we assumed the worst because it it genuinely did look like um, the amniotic sac had like fallen out, and there was like a little clump in it that was just a blood clot. But there's a little clump in it that we thought was just um, the small fetus. So we're assuming the worst, bro. I'm like we're in the mountains. We're in the Smoky Mountains in Tennessee. So. I'm flying through the mountains 90 miles an hour in my damn Hyundai Sonata going all the way to Blunt Memorial Hospital about 35 minutes down the road. We get there. This is not a hospital that we I've ever been to. She has her own doctors here in Mississippi where we're at right now. So like that was a whole situation in itself having to sit in the waiting room and like wait on them to check us in and getting all the information back and forth from different hospitals. Then we go back there to the, uh, was it was the ultrasound? So we went back there to the ultrasound room and we kind of tell the, or she tells the lady what's going on. She lays down and I, the lady that was doing the ultrasound on her stomach started crying. 
she never said a word to us because they're not supposed to disclose that information. Like they leave that to the doctors and the nurses. She's just like a x-ray technician or whatever. Like that's just what she did. If you want to put it that way, she's not allowed to disclose the information. She starts fucking crying, dude. And like that makes it infinitely worse. Cause then we had already assumed the worst and that almost just like confirmed it. Like we, had, we had pretty much confirmed that we felt like we lost her. So we go over uh, in a little side room, waiting area where they take patients that are like, I guess, sick or whatever. And like me and her, I'm like crying a little bit and she's crying and we're just trying to kind of accept the fact, accept, accept it. Like, I, I don't know, because we had, it had been such a thing in our lives that she was pregnant, like, and we're having a kid. She was named and everything. And it's like you sit there and kind of have to go through the motions of like, damn, we are so attached to this kid. And then they're just not here. Like, just like that. Same day. We found out the <clears throat> same day the, yeah. The same exact day we found out the gender too. That's the same day we found out the gender. It was about less than 12 hours later that all that happened. Anyways, we're sitting in the room. The nurse comes back there. She like squats down, like gets on our level and kind of calms, calms down the tension in the room. And she just, did she cry? Did she cry whenever she told us? Like, did she tear up or anything? No, but she, like, she barely slipped it in. Like, she didn't straight up tell us that she, yeah. so that she was just like, oh, the heart rate. I'm like, <laughs> so she says, she didn't really straight up, she didn't straight up say the baby's there. She said, there, we found a heartbeat. She's like, so we found a heartbeat. And bro, the, the roller coaster of like, Depressive sadness, happiness from telling everybody, depressive sadness, confirmed depressive sadness because, like I said, the the technician was crying, so we had assumed that she had miscarried. Then the nurse comes back in there and says, actually, we found a heartbeat and everything is good. We're going to get your bottles looked at. We're going to give you some whatever. And then we come back home and we tell and throw my phone's blowing up. Like my phone's blowing up. I don't know if I don't know if Megan's was. I'm sure it was. My phone was like blowing up. Like, is everything okay? Let us know. Yada yada yada. All this. We assumed the worst. My parents assumed the worst. We get back home at like three o'clock in the morning at this point. And the next day, was it the next day that we kind of told everybody that we're good? Like everything's good. Yeah. And everything went back to normal, bro. The um the roller coaster we went on, in less than like a 24 hour period. I've never felt so many emotions in such a short span of time. I feel like I was I was drained of like emotions for a good month or two after that. But that shit was wild, bro. Dude, the fact you say that, I remember. I don't know if you if you even know what me and Kel did that the next morning. So it was the next morning, and and me and Kel wake up together, and we're like, you know, what what happened last night? What's the result? Finally, it like. Nine, eight, eight, nine o'clock. Carla texts Kel, and she's like, "The baby is still here." Me and Kel looked at each other. We was both downstairs in the living room. We sitting at the pool table. We was looking at each other. We was like, "Oh my god, she's still here." We loaded up the fattest bong <laughs> you've ever seen. We was like, "Yo, it's time to freaking celebrate." <laughs> That's exactly what I hope y'all would have done. Bro, we rolled up the fattest. Are we as soon as we woke up? 
we got higher than Elon Musk could ever dream he got. <laughs> and all of a sudden, finally, you, I mean, obviously y'all had a late night, so you walked out probably 12, 1 o'clock. I remember just hugging you, being like, you know, dude, I'm so freaking glad you're yeah. freaking kids here. <laughs> I remember that. And then <laughs> the worst, the, the craziest part about that, that day was the day after we all thought Raphael died. Oh, in a plane crash. my gosh. That was stupid. That's just stupid in general. Bro, that pissed me off so bad when that happened. Bro, we was all, we was all sitting at the top of freaking the sky lift. And all of a sudden, we <laughs> as soon as we get up there, not, we haven't even started walking, haven't walked across the bridge, nothing. We're just sitting up there. All of a sudden, someone's like, oh, my God, Raphael died. I don't even remember who it was. And Dude. we're all like, what the fuck? Was it Kale? Was it Kale that said that? Like, it was on somebody's it story. Have, it may have been Kale. Finally, we get a hold of Raph, and he's like, no, no, I'm alive. We look at the story, and it says, Rafael Diaz dies, crashes into the White House. Mind you, the White House. Mind you, Raf, for listeners that don't know, Raf is a friend of ours who is a pilot. He's a new pilot. And the headline said it was in a, it was in a plane crash. But in the bottom of the headline, it says the plane crashed into the White House, which we so didn't what see. Happened, what happened was some girl got mad at Raf for whatever reason. And made a fake headline that he had died in a plane crash. It was a girl. Or, it was a girl. Yeah. Or AK or AKA crashed into the White House. Dude. At the time, all of us were so shocked. We didn't think to look for the little bitty words that said crashed into the White House. And we all thought he was actually gone. So we're all blo- blowing up his phone, trying to get a hold of him. Bro, I was blowing up Alvarez's phone, Eduardo's phone. Like, I was blowing up everybody. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm like eight, nine beers deep, not knowing what to think, thinking Raphael's gone. <laughs> I'll never let him live that down. Bro. And finally, we realized, we're like, okay, he's safe. And thankfully, that was the last horrible thing. Not really horrible, but the last, like, Tragic, bad, tragic news we got yeah. on that vacation. Yeah. Everything else from that point on was pretty smooth. Pretty smooth. We're we're gonna have to run that back. Yeah, we we're got we got to redo that vacation. Year, next year we're gonna have to redo it. We'll have a we'll have a fresh baby with us, unless your parents want to babysit her or whatever. We'll probably babysit if I had to guess. Well, we'll have a fresh vacation. No problems. I swear to God, Dominic, you're gonna come with us, drill or no drill. I'll talk you to your drill. supervisors you myself. Drill. And we're gonna have a good ass time. Which we had a good ass time regardless. Oh, it was yeah. a good ass vacation. I enjoyed it. Uh, this time though, Megan's not gonna be pregnant and we can actually smoke when we're up there instead of Absolutely. Bro, that was bro, so think, bad I not being able should, to smoke. I think we should just start planning it right now for four twenty again. I'm down for it. That same week. Well, we could we could get everybody involved. I, I figure Kale, maybe we could get Luke in on it. He'll be graduated by then. I could probably we could probably get Parker in, get it worked out to where we have somebody cover for us. I say I say we book it soon, pay less, and then just go when we need like go. I'll be down to do it after like Christmas. After Christmas, after like Christmas but yeah, we definitely we should. definitely need to have another friends trip for seven days. That was a good ass time. It was, even though Austin hated my ass at the end of it. 
Did he hate Chaz? He hate I thought he, it sounded to me like he was kind of. I think I think he finally understood that I'm not that way. <laughs> he finally I'm understood. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Dude, that's a that's a wild story and so. Well, okay. So listen, nobody's gonna listen to this pod. So Dominic, I feel you've already heard the story, but yeah, so we, I heard, I heard, we're yeah. playing this game called King's Cup, and it's like compliment me or drink. Right, compliment me or drink. So everybody's like, Kobe's like, Gunner, you're jacked. Kel's like, Gunner, I wish I was in the gym as much as you. Dra- uh, Draven was there, but everybody says something related to my physique anyway. So it gets to Austin, bro. <laughs> you're stressing. <laughs> Mind you, we're on this big ass hill. Big ass hill. Big ass mountain. We're on a mountain, bro. We're in the freaking. Like, we're probably like six hundred, seven hundred, eight hundred. Let me let me pre- let me preface. Let me preface a little more. We're in the mountains alone, just all of us. Gunner and Austin kind of shared a room. Also, unfortunately. So let's <laughs> let's continue. <laughs> so Austin looks at me dead in the eyes, bro. I'm staring at him. I'm staring at him. In the eyes, in the soul. And he goes, Gunner, if you was gay, I would fuck you. So at this moment, Gunner <laughs> ran out the cabin and down the road for like half a mile. I just took he, off. Bro. I, I didn't know did. where I didn't know where I was going. I didn't know where I'd end up. I just ran. But did not know how to react. <laughs> how did everyone react? Bro, I was laughing my ass off, bro. I that shit was so was, funny. I think everybody was either laughing or speechless. I just ran, bro. <laughs> I didn't me. look back. I didn't I didn't do nothing. I just ran. Bro, I don't even know and how bro, you're how are you supposed to react to that? And and, and, why, and why why did he say that? Out of all things, out of so many compliments he could have said, that that's not a compliment. That's just a statement. Dude, every single night. <laughs> no offense, all, uh, Lambo. No offense, Lambo. I love you, bro. But I'm not that way. Anyway, every single <laughs> night, we, me and him would fucking race to whoever got the bedroom. Whoever got it would lock the door, and the other person couldn't get in. So there was like three or four nights I locked him out of the damn bedroom, yeah. and he couldn't get in. He started beating on that shit. I'd just be like, oh. <laughs> I just pretend I was, I just pretend I was fucking asleep. If he got, if he got in there first, I'd go to the fucking couch and I'd go to sleep. <laughs> Gosh, bro. I, 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 I wouldn't trip. do it, bro. That was a good I, I wouldn't take the chance. But that's a lot of memories made in one trip, bro. Like, every For day it trip. was something. Dude, <laughs> my, favorite, like. my favorite memory of that trip was we went, me, you, Megan, and Austin went hiking. We yeah. went to Cage Cove. All, y'all all went deep in the woods, and I was a little bit behind at the barn. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to climb this tree. So I climbed this tree. I get like 20 foot up in this tree. There's some gunner ass shit going on right here. I get like 20 foot up and I'm just chilling, looking around, looking at the mountains, good ass view, all this stuff. I don't see Austin coming back alone. I'm like, oh, I know what I'm facing. I'm going to scare the fuck out of this kid. <laughs> Austin comes, leans. He literally puts his elbow up, leans on this tree that I'm in. And he's like, where's Gunner? He's done disappeared on us. I looked down and I was like, hey, well, I'm not going to say the word <laughs> I said, but I was like, hey, boy, 
I'm hey, up here. He, he looks up. He's like, what the fuck? I scared the fuck out of him. <laughs> Dude, it made me so happy. He didn't know where I was. I was up inside a tree, bro. <laughs> Bro, I remember you jumping out of that tree. I was like, what is this motherfucker doing? <laughs> Why is he up in a tree? That's the best information of that. That is not the worst part. As soon as I got out of the tree, we found... We found... Used panties in the oh, barn, yeah, bro. Bro, people definitely fucked in that barn, didn't they? Like, you think so? Someone had stripped off in that barn, and they did not care what they left. Do you remember that? Basically, I remember it fully. No, I'm asking Megan. Do you remember when we went to Cade's Cove, the barn, and they used the panties that were in the, in the Oh, barn? yeah. They fucked. Yeah. And they left the draws. They fucked and left the draws. Dude, Megan, Megan was my favorite part of Cade's yeah. Cove because she kept being like, yo, that's a cool rock. Every like, <laughs> every, like 15 seconds, she was like, that's a cool rock. I'm going to grab that. Babe, do you sell your rocks that you got from there? Yep. She does. She sells the rocks. I sure do. That's swear. I don't know how many rocks we grab, but a lot. we grab rocks. We grabbed a lot of rocks. Bro, we walked we, so we, far off the trail. I thought we were going to get attacked by a black bear or some shit. Dude, we saw like two or three of them on the yeah, way there. Yeah, 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 we did. Like on the road. Bro, are there actually um, elk out there? There is, but I mean, they're very rare. Like, super rare. I saw a more, sign that says something. Way about more it. rare than Black Bear. That's so wild I to mean, me. They, they're in the Smoky Mountains, but the Smoky Mountains goes from Tennessee to North Carolina all the way up into New Jersey. I mean, it's the entire Appalachian Mountain range, so yeah. So it's like they, they can literally be anywhere. And they're, they, yeah, yeah, they're bound to be in there somewhere. But I, I'm so down to go back. Or, like, I don't know, next trip, maybe we should go somewhere different. Maybe we go to fucking Texas. I'll be you know down I mean? for like, an equally long drive. Maybe bro, eight, eight to, to ten hours is about the most I'll be willing dude, to do. What if we go to fucking Austin? Austin's an 11-hour drive. It's a lot. What if we stay in Austin for, like, six days? Go to the, go to the mothership? Go see fucking Shane Gillis and Joe Rogan and all them? How about we go to the Rocky Mountains, Colorado, go to Colo- like Boulder, go to Colorado, go to Boulder, yeah, go to all the free dispensaries, yeah, bro. That's that's what I'm kind of getting to. Like, weed's legal there. Hold on, I'm going to Airbnb right now, dude. I'd be so down to go to the Rocky Mountains. The thing about the Rockies are, you're guaranteed to see wildlife, like elk, grizzly, everything, wolves. Bro, I've always thought going to Yellowstone would be really cool. Hold on. Let me see. Yellow. How far away would you be willing to Airbnb from, from Yellowstone? From Yellowstone. No. Like maybe an hour, like an hour, hour at, most. at most? Hour at most. Yeah, okay. And it doesn't have to be like any fancy Airbnb either. Like it can just be something that's going to suit enough people. Suit however many we got going. Yeah. So like, here's a place for two hundred a night. So say all of us go. Say every single one of us go for like 
six days, it'd be twelve hundred bucks. And if we split that between, I don't know, five, six people, it'd be like three hundred bucks. Three hundred bucks for seven days is not bad. I'd be down for that. But I, that I, don't, I, don't know, I don't. I don't know how much everybody else would be down for that, but I think I could do that. I can make it happen. Dom, would you be down to go to Yellowstone? Yellowstone. Would you want to go see the Great Geyser and wolf packs and elk and shit? That'd be kind of dope. Bro, we could, I'm, we, I'm, would y'all rather, would y'all rather fly? I'd rather fly out I'm, there. I'm talking in Yellowstone. I'm talking about inside Yellowstone. I'm not talking about Airbnb outside Yellowstone. I'm talking about inside An Airbnb Yellowstone. inside Yellowstone. That's like, pretty you wild. You wake up, you drink a coffee, and all of a sudden you see a fucking grizzly bear outside your fucking back window, and you're like, what the fuck? That's a one, bro, that's a once-in-a-lifetime experience that you have to do. I think I would absolutely be down for that. If I die, I die. You gotta be like, yo, Jeremy! Come on inside, bro. I got salmon and shit. Got me some salmon. Yeah, one time whenever we went to the mountains when I was like, I don't know, like 10. I may have been a young teenager. So we went with my family. And my Uncle Kyle, he has some, he has got like, he's got, he's got Kyle energy. Like, bro, I know your Uncle Kyle. He's got Kyle energy. Imagine, he's got some some fireworks. Imagine Gunner times like 10. That's the Basically. that's the energy we're going with. This imagine forty year old gunner, and that's him with kids. That's my uncle. Anyways, we're at this at this cabin with my elderly grandmother, who's like in her eighties at this time, and my entire family. That's like, uh, it's it has to be five kids under the age of like thirteen. Most of them are yeah. single digit age. Absolutely. So. We have all of us, and we notice there's a black bear outside. What does this Kyle Energy dude do? He calls the he bear over that. like a he calls the bear like a dog, like whistles, like that. Whistles at the bear to come to the door. The bear comes to the door. We have Thanksgiving leftovers, bro, because we went there for Thanksgiving. This dude starts hand like hand feeding a black a big grown. Black bear, that's wild. Dressing, <laughs> so I 100% swear. feels like gunner energy. But it is. <laughs> that's the most gunner. Before I ever knew you, gunner, I was like, "There's somebody that like has got like I'm going to meet somebody later in my life that is going to act just like this, just as fucking crazy." And now Aurelia has that. She's going to have that gunner energy. She's gonna have that gunner influence to be like, yo, dad. God. I wanna go feed that black bear. Uncle Gunner did it. Uncle Gunner did it. I gotta explain to my kids why you cannot go feed black bears. (laughs) Why you shouldn't do that. There is so much stuff that your kid's gonna be like, Uncle Gunner did it, that you're gonna have to be like, no. Doesn't mean you can or will. Oh man, what an influence. Dude, the fact that we left that grilled chicken on the grill for like six days. Till the day we left, and, by the way. And wait, we left it there? No, till the day we left. I didn't throw it out till the day we left. The fact that no black bear showed up to be like, yo, grilled chicken is a miracle. It is. But we had raccoons <laughs> out there, though. We did. But I, I remember one night, 
I was sitting on the couch upstairs, not 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 downstairs in the basement. I was sitting upstairs. All right. Meanwhile, Dom, I know you don't know, but this, this is a three this is a three story cabin. All right. There's a there's a middle stairs for everybody. There's a downstairs and there's an upstairs for like I think Dominic, I, th- I think uh, Parker and Montana stay up there. Yeah. All right. So there's a, the middle. The middle's where everybody hung out most of the time. Bruh. There's fucking raccoons everywhere, and I hear Kel all of a sudden one night out of nowhere go, get the fuck out of there. <laughs> what, the, what the fuck is he yelling at? So I wake up, I get up, and I go outside. All of a sudden, there's like, there's literally like six raccoons <laughs> in our trash. That's ridiculous. <laughs> and I'm like, why are y'all in our trash when you could be in the grill? Are you open up the grill for them? Bro, we should have lit it up for them, been like, hey, yo. Come get this fresh, fresh, fresh chicken, bro, that nobody has touched in seven days. Clean it so we ain't got to. Dude, I, I'll never, I'll never forget. We went to, uh, we went to Gatlinburg. It was me, Kel, Parker, Montana, and Austin. You and May were doing something on y'all's own. And they were, I, I have already had like six or seven, eight, maybe eight, probably eight beers probably by the eight. time we got, probably eight by the time we got to Gatlinburg. And they were like, Gunner, you want to do wine tasting? And I was like, absolutely, I want to do wine tasting. <laughs> so we drink all these wines, kill, buy some, whatever. We go to Dick's, Dick's uh, Resort or whatever. They start treating us like shit, whatever. You know, you know how the waitress is at Dick's, dude. I drink like three or four more there. I'm like gone. At the very end, I swear to God, we go to a fucking wine—not a winery, but a uh, what's a whisker, a whiskey winery called? A fucking distillery. Yeah. Yeah. We try. Okay, so at this point, I'm like eight beers deep. Six or ten wine shots, wine shots deep. I'm going to a distillery. I'm like eight or ten shots deep. Okay. They ask my ass to drive home. You know what I said? I was like, bet. Fuck I'll drive my, I'll drive us home. I I made it to I made it to the cabin in one piece. And me, Kel, Montana, and Parker made it home in one piece, goddammit. We made it fast as fuck too. And I don't remember shit. I don't remember anything from that trip. Like, the only thing I remember from that trip is playing games. And the only games I remember happened at the cabin, which was pregame for what I was going to do later. You and Kale had drank so much that entire trip. And Kale got sick at one point when he swallowed his in pouch. He threw yeah, it I was like, I was like, it, the craziest part about that is, is he does Zen's now. He literally does Zins now, and then he asked me at that trip. I don't say he asked me. I kind of gave it to him. I was like, Kel, Kel, take a Zin, bro. You need one. He was like, you know what? I'll take one. He swallowed that shit. <laughs> Damn. R.I.P., bro. R.I.P., bro. And he went to the bathroom for like four hours. I woke up, and he was still in there. <laughs> Dude, that's got to be the worst thing ever. Swallowing a Zen pouch sounds like I'm hell. Gonna wake, I remember waking up and be like, Kel, 
I got to take a shower. And he was like, <laughs> Bro, I remember going in there after after y'all got done, like the next day or whatever. There was chunks everywhere. Dude, Ch- that it was, was red. Night- it was red too from all the moonshine stuff that Kel had drank. That was the night before we left, and he got the sickest I've Gosh. ever seen him. The sickest I've ever been was at Huntsville with Luke. That was, Come good that was a good night. But other than that, I don't think I've, I've never thrown up off alcohol except for one time. And it was all because of Luke's ass. I swear, I, I blame him to this day. It was all because of him. Dominic, have you ever thrown up over drinking too much? Oh, yeah. Oh, Dom, you missed you missed out on the Huntsville trips. I swear to God, you should have been there. You missed out on all the when, trips. When we went to Huntsville, dog, none of us came back the same. Yeah. We all came back a whole different dude. That's pretty life-changing. Not going to lie. It really was. What was, it? was it the second time that I threw up? I'm going to close this door just in case. Third or fourth. The, the second time. Dude, I'll be down to take a seven-day vacation in Huntsville. The same, second honestly. time. The second time we went to Huntsville. Luke starts, uh, so this is like, uh, this is Kel's birthday. He's 21. He's got a birthday cake that is literally Don Julio. It's got a Don Julio bottle on top of the cake. And I was like, yo, I'll chug that shit. And they were like, nah, you won't chug that shit. And I was like, bet. I grabbed this Don Julio bottle, uncork it. I chug the whole thing. Fucking Don Julio bottle, bro. I swear to God. Can't confirm. He didn't die, I chugged. I chugged a whole quart of Don Julio. And I sit there for like, I don't know, 15 minutes. All of a sudden, Luke leaves. I was like, Luke, where are you going, bro? I follow Luke into the kitchen. He goes to the sink. How do I remember this? I don't know. He goes to, Luke goes to the sink. He bends over. He starts throwing up. (laughs) And I was like, Luke, are you okay? And all of a sudden, I started throwing up too, bro. I remember, as soon as I seen Luke, I was like, yo, it's game over. But I remember you you were in a chair, like, slumping over, about to pass out. Luke was already, like, slumped over in, like, a beanbag chair beside me, passed out. And next thing I know, Luke's like, I got to throw up. I help him get up. Like, he said it quietly. I help him get up. And Gunner, I think Gunner gets up and walks around for some reason. Or maybe you may have went to go lay down or something. I think I went to play Need for Speed with Raphael. Maybe but I didn't did. make it. I but didn't make it. I remember I helped Luke go throw up in the sink, so he does. And next thing I know, bro, here comes Gunner running like 20 miles an hour around the corner, like skirting in his socks around the corner. Throw up already coming out of his mouth. And it's like two, two, like, Average looking, like default skin, white guys throwing up at the same time in the same sink off the same alcohol. That felt like a, that felt like a almost, that felt almost like uh what's the word? Um, it was almost like spiritual. There's almost, <laughs> there's almost something spiritual about that oh, moment. Yeah, I think at that time, two years ago, we had the same haircut. We, we were literally, 
we were literally the same dude. Clean shaven, same haircut, white guys who looked similar, and we were throwing up together in this sink. And ever since then, ever since that night, me me and Luke have been calling each other me. So we're like, well, well, well. Me. It's me. It's me. Hmm. Okay. Ever since that night. But that was a good, that was such a good time. The trips we've had is good too. And we definitely got a plan for one some in the future. That was a crazy night. At least two next year, seven day trip, and maybe. I just just remember Kel being like, Kel and me and Draven. uh, That's where the problem starts, is me and Draven. Draven's like, you want to go drink for drink? I'm like, absolutely, I'm going to go drink for drink. And then Kel's like, you going to finish this bottle? I'm like, absolutely, I'm going to finish that bottle. And then after that, I I don't remember nothing. That's a good night. That means you had a good night, Gunner. We all did. You know what? Absolutely. This is one of the best nights of my life. The nights in Huntsville, where I thought I had herpes, and I didn't. And then the nights in the Smoky Mountains. Some of the greatest nights of my life. I bet the former was a pretty good feeling, too. All right. I don't forget. Okay. I kissed that. I kissed that stripper. I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to have herpes. And then, like, two months later, I was like, oh, my God, I don't have herpes. Thank <laughs> God. Oh, my gosh. Okay. You ever made out, you ever made out with a stripper, Dom? No. It's scary. It's scary, bro. It's scary. You do think you have herpes for a month. If you're listening to this podcast an hour and 50 minutes in, an hour do out. not I've never make made out with a stripper. It was all made up. Do not fiction. make out with strippers. Okay. I think we made that point clear. Dude, I just remember, I was getting a lap dance from this girl, and I was like, how old are you? And she was like, oh, I'm only 19. I was like, well, I pre-gamed this thing. And she was like, oh, I pre-gamed too. And I was like, damn, you're my dream girl. Make out with me. Oh, my all God. Of a sudden, all of a sudden, she just laid one on my lips. I wasn't serious. But you said I was it. not serious about it, and she just laid one on me. I was like, Damn! The next morning I woke up and I was like, oh my god. No. I didn't. And then for a month straight I was like, I really hope I do not have herpes or chlamydia. Okay. And I don't. Okay, I'm okay, clean. okay. Gunner's clean. He has no SCDs. Good. I do not have SCDs. We're an hour and 53 minutes into the podcast. I want to wrap it up. I want to ask you guys a couple questions. And then we'll end, end it after that. <clears throat> okay. What's your favorite Thanksgiving dish? Dressing. Is, that, is it that dressing. easy for you? Absolutely. Sweet, sweet potato. Sweet potato casserole? Dressing, bro. Yes. Yes. Bro, oh my, <laughs> I could. Okay, we should not talk about that because I would literally go crazy right no, now. No, let's talk about it because I was talking to Megan about it the other night. You'll bust a nut, bro. You'll bust a nut, I, I will. I, is, is that good? Bro, I'll nut off my keyboard right now talking about it. <laughs> okay, so your favorite, Dom, your favorite is a uh, sweet potato casserole? Yes. Do y'all like green bean casserole? Absolutely. But green bean casserole is a shit, too. I don't think... So I, don't I, like, think I don't think... Thanksgiving might be my favorite holiday. Just Same. because of the dishes. It's like not as hectic as Christmas... But the food is just as good, and you're like with your family and shit. 
When I see uh, some chicken casserole, when I see chicken dressing with chicken casserole, and then I see some fucking green bean casserole, and then I see sweet potato casserole, bro, I start salivating. Bro, my mouth is watering right now. <laughs> All of a sudden, I see chicken dressing, oh, bro, and they get the they get the divider plates so you can divide all your food into different sections. Oh my god, <laughs> bro! I start nutting at that point. I'm like, yo, oh my god! Well, I gotta go to the bathroom real quick. Give me like five minutes. <laughs> yeah, I gotta go. I, I gotta go rub one out before I can actually <laughs> in, enjoy this dish. Um, when I see when I see that Belvita macaroni. Oh my god. Velveeta is bro. crazy, bro. When I see that, that Velveeta cheese, I'm like... Y'all gotta chill. Y'all gonna make me nuts. Okay, 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 okay. Which protein y'all go for? Ham or turkey? Which is better? Turkey. Turkey. Okay. Turkey no. is so much protein. Bro. Do y'all like dry-ass turkey or do y'all like moist, juicy turkey? I think wet. Yeah. <laughs> the way you said that, you like said like that. Wet, bro. I want some wet ass turkey. Wet bro. ass turkey. I, I want that shit to be juicing when I put that shit in my okay. mouth. I don't want no dry ass turkey. Okay, we don't have to make this part intimate. I just wanted to know what you. Bro, you're, like, talking about, you're talking about Thanksgiving food. There's no way it can't be intimate. I mean, yeah, I guess you're right. You got a point. You got a point. Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving food with the with the right combination can be better than sex. Prove me wrong. Tucker, like I will, I I, yeah. I will swear to God, I will tuck across in this shit and put up a sign that says "Prove me wrong." Thanksgiving food is better than sex. Okay, so we all have our. We all have our takes on what the favorite food is. Now I have. Bro, you ever had you ever had corn on the cob, but already been buttered and salted, and peppered? That you eat corn on the cob on during Thanksgiving? Hundred percent. I put butter on it, and then I put salt. I put pepper. I've oh. never ever once had corn on the cob for Thanksgiving. I have only white family. Aside from my dad's side, I've only ever been to white. Thanksgivings and I've never had corn on the cob. Bro, I've, had, I've had cream corn. I mean, I've, I'm I'm about to blow your mind, bro. We've had shrimp boil on Thanksgiving before. That sounds elite. Shrimp, corn on the cob, potatoes, carrots. Oh my god, bro! I'm finna, I'm finna blow. Okay, I'm okay. Finna blow before right I now, ask bro. the last question, I'm gonna ask this question real quick. Do y'all celebrate and eat the same food on Thanksgiving as you eat on Christmas? Yes. Yeah, kind of. Everything whole... except everything except turkey. We don't we don't have a full turkey. Instead, we'll just replace the turkey with like a another dressing. So like four or five people will start bringing chicken and dressing, and I'm all for it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so if we have if we have friends given, I will bring two pans. I swear to God, I'll bring two pans full. A fucking chicken dressing. And it's going to be my grandma's recipe. Oh, wow. Good as fuck, bro. I'll bring, a, I'll bring two two smoked turkey breasts that I'll do the night before. I'll bring those. Like, I'll, I'll tell my mom. I'll be like, Mom, I need us to make the best chi- chicken and dressing in history. And she'll do it. And y'all will start. 
I swear to God, I'll make y'all come before y'all fucking leave. <laughs> from chicken to dressing, bro. You won't expect it. It'll just happen. From chicken to dressing. With gravy. With gravy. If you want, or if you want gravy, bring your own gravy. My chicken and dressing is so good, you don't need gravy, Dom. Yeah, I don't, I, don't need, I don't need gravy on my chicken and dressing. I no. think that that's like putting A1, A1 on a good steak. There's no sense. Yeah, Bruh, it's not too hard. It's not too smooth. You stick your fork in it. It stabs through. You pick it up, and you got some carbs, protein, and nutrients. You pick it one up, scoop. and you're suddenly in love. I, that's what happens. Do you believe in love, like, Dom? Yes. Well, you don't. He doesn't. No, he doesn't. Not. He lives, hey, bro. That man, that man loves Latinas. He doesn't believe in true love. He believes in toxicity. <laughs> I mean, you might be sitting right now, Gunner. That that man believes in jealousy. <laughs> he doesn't believe in love. He believes in. Well, you know what? Never mind. Anyway, I love you, Dom. Love you too. I love you guys too, and I think that's where we're going in the podcast. We're an hour and 59 minutes, and now we're hitting two hours right now, and this is officially the longest podcast we've ever done. This is probably just going to be a Must Matters episode, because we didn't have a single topic we actually covered. Aside, we asked we asked listeners to drop a question they wanted us to cover, and it was really this had one. window, and we-, we just had a simple answer. And I was going to kind of go over it later in the later in the episode, but I mean, it's oh, let's go over it right now. No, let's go over bro, it right bro, now. Bro, I gotta go to sleep. I can't listen, be going over it next week. Listen, next week we're gonna have a live podcast, and it's gonna be Dom and Kobe reviewing my dressing. All right, <laughs> reviewing my dressing Saturday night next week. <laughs> Kobe and Dom reviewing Gunner Pruitt's dressing at my house. Hey, at you got Dom's house. Hey, hey, you ordered the chip, right? The hot chip. Yeah, yeah, you got to do the hot. You chip. You got to eat it next weekend. I think next Unfor- weekend you got to eat it. Unfortunately, the hot chip is on the way. <laughs> so, I will eat it before the dressing. I will eat it before the dressing, and then the dressing will calm it down. And we got to get it on video, and we'll post it on the ground. Literally, okay. So, literally, honestly, without being inhibited or any of that the the hot chip is on the way i lost it's all good i understand i will eat the hot chip but afterwards i will eat some good ass food okay if it's friends given megan had a really good clause to add to this you can't drink anything for five minutes five minutes can i eat the dressing after five minutes yeah 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 yeah, yeah. oh we're yeah. good then we're good okay so hot hot chip five minutes me me and the hot chip in a ring, cake in a cage ring, nobody else. We're gonna knock each other out. It's gonna happen. It'll be a good time. So look up look forward to that. It'll be a good time. Hey, but listen, if that don't happen, look forward to April twentieth, twenty twenty four. We're gonna be in the mountains. Okay. Or we're either or we're either gonna be at speech. It's gonna be us. So far us three. down the road. That's so far down the road. It's going to be us three or a whole lot more. Look forward to it. The boys, 2024 vacation. It's going to be the best podcast you've ever listened to. The weekend Warriors vacay. Okay. It'll be a good one. I had to put it on the podcast so I could make sure it happens. Any closing thoughts from either of y'all? Nah. Yes. Yes, I have many closing thoughts. Okay, just give me like half of one. 
if your thoughts change about me after I eat this chip next week, I'm sorry. I love you, He's and this podcast is my life. I'm He's so sorry. sorry. He's not sorry. However, however, I'm going to eat this chip no matter what. And then we're going to film it. We're going to film it, and it's going to be on the Instagram. Instagram, Weekend Warriors. Weekend underscore Warriors underscore on Instagram. Check it out. We're there. Anyway. Okay, that's, that's closing thoughts. Follow the Instagram. And we're on everybody else's Instagram, too. Dom, Dominic Alvarez, Kobe Koger. Check it out. We're about that, but okay. <laughs> Anyway, Gunner, 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 we've had enough. That's enough closing thoughts. Fuck your whole-ass bitch ex. Leave her and start the gym. Okay. 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 Hey, we need to clip that and put it on on top of like a video or something. Live your life right now, not in the past. Your your win your window mirror is a lot bigger than your rearview mirror. So focus on the front, bro. Big facts, this man spitting. Anyway, I gotta piss. I'm out. Anyway, all right. Thanks for tuning in this episode, guys. Uh, check out next week's and follow the podcast page and everything. Love y'all and catch y'all hey. later. Peace. Peace. Guys, guess what? So, can y'all tell 